This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. A crowdsourced same-day and last-mile delivery service with flexibility to handle variable size and distance. Super flexible. It can be same-day for enterprise clients or even inventory rebalancing. When I came across this company called Rody on Startup Street at Shop Talk 2019 in Las Vegas, I was intrigued and I had to find out more. So I talked to Valerie Metzger, the head of business development for Rody, and turned into a pretty interesting conversation. I'm Mark Rico, and that's coming up next on Fashion Is Your Business. Listening to Fashion Is Your Business, powered by Sennheiser and recorded on location. Valerie, great to take a second with you at Startup Street at Shop Talk 2019. Uh, thanks for joining me. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Okay, so let's get down to it. I came by your booth and it says this Rody, a crowdsourced same day and last mile delivery service with national scalability, API integration, and the flexibility to handle variable volume, size, and distance. So basically interview over, I'm hooked. <laughs> no, what I'd like to, now that I've said what you're advertising as head of business development for Rody, unpack that for me. Why is that a game changer? And why is really no one else doing exactly this? So yeah, that's a great question. We um, we work with different retailers all across the country. We've got 130,000 drivers on our platform, and we've made deliveries in more than 11,000 cities in the United States. And consumers are now just expecting things to be faster and freer with the whole Amazon effect that's been happening for the last couple of years. And really, the thing that we do that's different is we're super flexible, so we can do a one-hour delivery for Walmart, or we can do a six-hour delivery which is, you know, same day for uh, Delta Airlines, or we can do, you know, inventory rebalancing. So if the green shirt that was ordered online is in one store and you really need the medium size from another store, then we can do inventory rebalancing. And so really how it works is um, either it can be done in the store or through the e-commerce platform where somebody orders something, and we send a driver to the store to pick it up, and they go in, they retrieve the item, and then drive it to the end consumer's uh, house. And we do this for super short distances, and we can also drive it 250 miles if you need us to. So uh, that's what we do. So clarify the term crowdsourced in this particular context, and why is this going to matter to a brand that is crowdsourced? What is so special about what you're doing versus any other delivery service out there. You say, you gotta do it the crowdsource way, here's why it's cool. Well, it allows you to flex because think of it if you're a, a flower shop and you've got one van, you can only do as many sales as you've got room in the van because you've gotta get it delivered. And so if I can send you multiple vans, then you can expand your sales footprint. And so the crowdsource piece of it is, is everybody's an independent contractor. So I'm a driver, 
my mom's a driver, my daughter's a driver. And so it really can be anybody who's already on the road, who's got excess capacity in their car, because there's 4 billion cubic feet of excess capacity on the road right now. And so we run everybody through a background check and a motor vehicle check to make sure that they're nice, safe people. And then we do an onboarding to train them so that they know what is expected. Because for us, we're really representing the brands that we, like, so for example, Home Depot. If you go into homedepot.com and you buy a sink, our driver needs to know exactly what to do. Like, what does he do when he gets to Home Depot? Who does he talk to? Where does he get the sink? And then when he gets to the customer, what's the expectation there as well? What, what it, you know, making sure that everybody's all on the same page with that. And so we've got training videos. And, you know, if we're doing a grocery delivery, you don't want to have dogs in the car. Things that seem like they're common sense, but you, you need to send out reminders every once in a while. So um, the idea of it being crowdsourced is just that everybody can do it. You know, it doesn't have to be this this workforce that's working, you know, two to six every Friday, I can work today for three deliveries or I can not work for a month for at all. So it, it, it's really flexible. You bring up an interesting point, the liability issues, or you hinted at a little bit of depending on people that are not, let's say, professional trained delivery people operating under a clinical kind of operation. So uh, how do you control that? And how do you make sure that mom who's delivering in her station wagon doesn't suddenly get a call from school that you know her daughter's in trouble and she's gonna pick her daughter over the delivery and me as a brand, that's a problem. Now, maybe you can financially, okay, brand, don't worry, we give you shipping money back, we'll still get it there. Uh, however you handle that from a consumer, you know, client service standpoint. But how do you make sure that you're depending on this crowds this crowdsourcing that these people, I know you vetted them, how are you going to make sure that they are really going to pull through? Because, you know, there's always that one delivery, everything, it's, you know, depends on it. And that's always the one that something happens to. So we get this question more than any question. You know, it's crowdsourced. How do you know they're going to get off the couch and go do it? Um, that really is the biggest friction for people is, is if you guys are, offering something extra, then sometimes there's a risk to that. And so how do I overcome the risk? And that's why the question's asked so much. Sure, and so our platform is built on data science. And so we have algorithms that run in the background. And so we're a little bit different than the Ubers of the world because we're not assigning the driver the delivery. We're not saying, hey Mark, you're gonna go over here and pick this up and then you're gonna go over here. We, we, we leave it up to the drivers. So the drivers raise their hands and say, hey, that looks like a great delivery for Walmart. I'm going to go pick that up and I'm going to drive it because it's it's heading in the direction where I'm going home anyway. And so the data science behind it allows us, and we have tracking on it too, so it allows us to see where the driver is during the process. And so if it's a one-hour delivery window and 10 minutes have gone by and the driver hasn't moved and they haven't made any efforts, then we've got some automated um, technology that's in place that reaches out to the driver and says, hey, you've got five minutes to get back to us and let us know that you are. We're sending Larry by to intercept and pick up the packages and get it there himself. And then we send somebody else. Yeah. Good old Larry. We've got, we've got enough drivers that we, ha we can kind of rip and replace if, you know, if we need to. And, and the example that you uh, mentioned about the mother and her daughter in school, same thing. Like if, if, if the driver gets into a situation where they're not going to be able to do something, all they have to do is um, just go through some prompts on our app and then we would just reassign another driver. 
So I have two burning questions. One relates to what we were just talking about, and that is how do you handle the delivery drivers basically being an extension of the brand in a way? The brand doesn't come to Sarah Smith's front porch and deliver something themselves. They have Sarah do it. And so, uh, uh, or they have the delivery driver do it, I should say. So my question is, you're vetting them for their driving record. You're vetting them for safety. How much are you vetting them for personality and their ability to deliver customer service? So our model is a little bit different in that the brands that we work with actually allow their employees to be delivery people. So I might be working at a tractor supply store, and when my shift, shift ends, I can check on the app and see if there's anything that needs to be delivered from that store, and I can take it on my way home. And so same thing with Delta Airlines. We work with them. And so any time that there is a brand that we're working with, that increases the deliverability of the item, and, and it's expedited. And so how great is it if, you know, Delta mishandled your luggage, and you have a pilot who brings your bag back to your front door. I mean, that's just a super cool experience. But to answer your question, um, we don't bet on personality, but we have a rating system in place. Oh, well, that's how you control that a little bit. And, and so we have a three strike and you're out policy, so they can't do more than three bad deliveries. And if any retailer ever doesn't like a driver, they can one star them on our platform and they will never see that driver again. Gotcha. Okay, one last question, and then I'm just going to explore the human side of Valerie for a second. And that is, uh, actually, I have two more questions. Uh, how are you looking at this as a solution for the ever-growing and expanding uh, personalized and customized market out there where it really is a one-off? I really am creating these individual shoes or this individual jacket for someone, and I need to get it to them in Silver Springs, Maryland. Is this where you guys come in as one-offs? Is that helpful to support that industry? Yeah, I mean, not think, about, think of it this way, like, Anytime you're working in a community type platform like Rody, the experiences are super personal. Like, so for example, if I'm delivering a guitar from a music store to a musician, they end up having these conversations about music and sometimes they'll end up playing together for a few minutes or things like that. Like things that would never happen with your, you know, USPS postal guy. Um, but the personalization piece really has to happen more on the retailer side and then we're just seeing it through to the end. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Well done. Uh, okay, before we go, uh, I'd like to understand Valerie a little bit more. So how did this company get started? And how did you get roped into it? And how does that connect with your dreams in the world? Got it. So um, Mark Gorlin founded the company in uh, 2014. And um, he had a tile problem. He was trying to get a bathroom redone. And the tile broke on the day. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> and so that was how Rody was born. Um, Sorry, the tile broke on the way to deliver? The, the contractor who was putting the tile in called and said, we can't finish the job because the last box of tile is broken and it won't be here until Monday. And so he was like, you know, three hours into the drive to see the oversee the job and then he had to stop. So his uh, whole premise was, well, gosh, if... If I knew somebody in one of these cars that's driving down that way, surely they'd throw a box of tile into the back of their trunk for me. I'd give them 20 bucks. They're going that way anyway. And so that was how Rudy was born. So um, how I got roped into it, I actually lived in Philadelphia, and our company is based in Atlanta. Um, and I knew someone on the board of advisors who said, hey, they need some marketing help. Can you come to this meeting? And so um, I've been there ever since. And how does this connect with Valerie's hopes and dreams as she's viewed her life uh, 
And this is from the heart. This is just for Valerie. This has nothing to do with Rhodey. I'm going to have hopes and dreams. I'm going to have to dig into this. Um, I don't know. I love the concept. It's so unique. When we first started, nothing like this existed. And so being able to build something out of nothing and really watching companies like the Home Depot make an investment in the, in the product that we're building is very reaffirming. And how can people connect with Rhodey? Um, they can go to Rhodey.com. And you guys really got Rhodey.com? got roadie.com that's that's boss man <laughs> it actually was one of the deal breakers if uh if mark couldn't get roadie.com he was like i might not do this i gotta have the name <laughs> did he have to wrestle for it or or did he, it just was available no he had to pay money to get it but he got it <laughs> when you have a mission in life okay so roadie.com uh thank you very much valerie metzger uh congratulations to everyone involved with roadie good luck i hope this is a real game changer for businesses it certainly may offer a unique solution for businesses, uh, something a little different, another way to think about things. So Valerie Metzger, the head of business development for Rody on location at Shop Talk 2019 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Thanks everybody for listening. Really do appreciate it. Until next time, I'm Mark Rago. Have a great day. This has been Fashion Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Fashion Biz Show. That's Fashion B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, fashionisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. This is your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.